Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center. Gospel Bible Chat Room. I am Pastor Ruth Gardner, and we are so glad that you joined us on tonight. We will be going into our lesson um, in the beginning series, the book of Genesis. We have our very own prophetess, Patrice Myrick, who will be leading the lesson on tonight. So we're going to have our opening prayer by Elder Joya, and the next voice you will hear is our very own prophetess, Patrice. Sorry, Jim. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, class. We want to thank you, oh God, for bringing us together. We ask that you would bless this time together that we learn of you and learn about the history in the beginning. Father, I pray that you would bless the teacher on tonight. I pray that you would give her clarity of thought, clarity of speech, clarity of mind. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will open our hearts to receive from you on tonight. I pray, oh God, that the same way you gave her the message, let her deliver it unto us unadulterated in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Welcome everyone to uh, the Bible study chat from and we are in the beginning series a lesson in Genesis. Today we'll be going over chapters Genesis chapter three and Genesis chapter four and we'll, we'll excuse me we will be listening to uh, the Bible experience for your hearing. Amen. We're going to start at chapter three. Amen. So I'm going to share my screen. Oh, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God 
among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you were in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, mm. The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove them out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to make love to his wife Eve. She became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? 
But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will destroy me. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod east of Eden, Cain made love to his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Erod, and Erod was the father of Mahujael, and Mahujael was the father of Methusha'il, and Methusha'il was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women, one named Ada, and the other, Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play stringed instruments and pipes. Zillah also had a son, Tubal Cain, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Naoma. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the Adam's family line. When God created human beings, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. And when they were created... Are we stopping at three and four, right? You're muted. My apologies. Yes, we're doing three and four tonight. Okay. There's too much to cover, and if I'm hoping I can get to four. So, all right. So, we got we're gonna dig deep tonight, uh, a little bit. So, in chapters one and two, we we saw the creation, how God created the heavens and the earth, and He rested on the seventh day. 
So when he created man, that started the relationship between God and man, right? And they had a covenant relationship. And then God asked, told Adam, he created the animals. He told him to name the animals. And so just like God spoke things into existence, whatever Whenever Adam named the animal, God took it as to be so. So Adam spoke the names of the animals out of his life. He spoke it, right? So now we have a relationship between the humans and the animals. But then when we get to chapter three, and we see where God creates um, Eve, now we're looking at the human-to-human -human relationship and perspective as in as relationship to God. So we have God and man, human and the animal. And then we have human to human, which is basically you know, Adam and Eve. So when we look at when we look at chapter three, let me go back. I'm sorry, I apologize. So when we look at chapter three, we talk about the serpent. The serpent was more craftier than any beast of the field. It doesn't say that it was a snake. It says a serpent. Later on, when he tells him that when he curses him and he says, "You're gonna crawl on your belly." It is suggestive that was this serpent walking right up and now he's he's on the ground because that is the lowest that he could get. We don't know. We don't know. You know, they say the serpent, they say the snake, but in the in the Bible it says serpent. So we're not sure if the serpent was walking upright, therefore the curse would be for him to lay on to crawl on his belly. But when he's talking, the interesting part is when God created the Garden of Eden, he told, he told Adam, you got two trees. One is a tree of life, and the other is a tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So he tells them that he cannot eat of it, lest he will die. Now, when you look at that, that is the first commandment that he gives man. He gives it to Adam, Adam. In the Hebrew language, he gives him the first commandment. You should not eat of the tree of good and evil. For, I mean, the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Now, here comes the serpent. The woman is created. Adam named the woman, right? So now they're husband and wife. Her name, um, Eve, um, I'm sorry. Her name is um, Isha, I-S-H-A. -S in Hebrew means wife. Isha, I-S-H-A. So the woman said to, so the servant says to her, um, there's more crafty, so he said to the woman, indeed, has God said you shall not eat from the tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat. But from the tree, from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God said you shall not eat of it or touch it or you will die. Well, the words, the two words touch it, God didn't say that. So we're wondering that because the tree is beautiful, is she lusting after the tree, looking at it so hard that she really wants it? Because we know that perception with the mind, if you want something so bad, you'll end up doing it. But then the serpent comes back and he says a lie and a truth in the same sentence. And so she says, you shall not even you surely die. The serpent says to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And we hear that later on. It talks about with them being like God, knowing good and evil. He tells them the truth and he tells them a lie in the same sentence. 
So when a woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes, the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from the fruit and ate. She gave also to her husband with her and he ate. About the lust of the eyes, right? And the pride of life. So right here, Adam knew what God told him before Eve came on the scene. He already knew what God had said. He had a covenant with God. God gave him a commandment. And here he breaks the commandment. He doesn't tell Eve, no, we can't do it. We can't, you know, he doesn't even say in the, in the Bible that he was even around when she was having a conversation with the serpent. So then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. So here comes the separation from God. It says they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden before they were in the presence of God. Now that they have broken the commandment and they have sinned, now they're running from God. They're hiding from God. Here starts the separation between God and humanity. Wow. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. So from sin comes what? Shame. She takes the fruit because she says it, it's, it's good to the eye, right? So that's the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. I want to be like God. Because Satan already said, well, he doesn't want you to eat it because he's afraid you're going to be like him. Well, God already said that he created us already in his image. We already created, so we're already like God. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't we believe? Because now we're believing the lie of the enemy that you're not like God, but if you eat this tree, you'll be like God. But God said in Genesis 1, that he created man in his own image. Right. <laughs> Amen. And how can you sit up here and say, oh, I don't understand uh, Apostle, he's too deep. He's talking the same thing, teaching the same lesson. I don't carry, know on. carry on. Daughter. I don't know anything about that. Carry on, daughter. But I'm saying this is like, this is good. <laughs> this is awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, daughter. So now, so, now, so now he says, I was afraid because I was naked. So here comes the shame and guilt because of the sin, right? And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The first commandment, they broke the first commandment. The man said, the woman who you gave to me, she gave me from the tree I ate. He's blaming the woman. He said, the woman you gave me, but he named her, right? The woman you gave me. And then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman says, this certain, this, this, mm, the serpent deceived me and I ate. We're going to pause right there. Could it have been that if they accepted responsibility, maybe they could have repented? Or maybe did they understand what the word die meant? Was it, what, did it mean an eternal death? Or was, did, they mean it to be did they know it to be death immediately? We don't know. But in this instance, we see them place the blame on, he places blame on her. She blames the serpent. He says, the woman that you gave me, now he blaming God. Like you started this, you gave it to me and she deceived me. But, you know, in this instance, God told Adam first, what did he tell 
Eve about that tree? What did he convey? Did he really convey the truth? Was it watered down? Was it as serious? But she knew that she wasn't supposed to eat it, but then she added and said, we're not to touch it. Because she's probably looking at it like, I really want to touch this apple. I really want whatever the fruit is. I really want to touch it. But because of the lust of the eyes, it, she, and then when the enemy came in and opened up that door, because she was already concentrating on the fruit, when the door was open, she went for it, right? How about this? If God gives you a, re uh, gives you a revelation about something or says something to you personally, generally you have a deeper understanding of it than the other person. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about Adam and Eve at this point in time nobody has really died so how can they comprehend death exactly so did they think that it was eternal death or immediate death how did they know he said that you would because they, they're repeating what god said you will surely die they're repeating what he said not saying that they understood it we don't know but my question for the text was did they understand what he meant when he when he talked about the tree of life because later on he talks about now he had to kick him out because they might go to the tree of life. I could even go a little bit, a little step deeper on this, which you checked. Uh, what do you think about this? Now, if the tree gave them the knowledge of good and evil and the woman ate the tree, how long did it take before she knew and had knowledge of good and evil? And did she recognize the wrong before actually giving it to Adam? She already ate it. I don't know. That's deep. That's a good thought. Mm -hmm. It must have, I would not think that it would have happened instantaneously. It seems like it happened when once he, once he, the man, once he ate it, they both realized they were naked. Ah, now that's, that's pretty deep too, because maybe <laughs> it wasn't because that, that was told to Adam from God directly maybe that knowledge didn't come about until he ate. Mm -hmm. He was created first. So she probably like, ate and didn't, and nothing happened. But when he ate it, they yeah. both eyes were open. That's plausible. That would answer why she didn't recognize the wrong before giving it to him. Because she ate and then she gave it to him. And it says also to her husband with her. And he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were yeah. open. And they knew they were naked. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see, that's good. That's good stuff right there. Mm -hmm. where's, where's, where's that verse at? Um, that is verse seven in chapter three. Okay, verse seven. I mean, verse six, where she gave the fruit and then the, the yeah, eyes were open and seven. And it was pleasant to the eyes. And it treated be desired to make one wise. So that right there is lust of eye, lust mm -hmm. of passion and pride of life. Right. Put the fruit thereof and it did eat and also gave her husband with her and he did eat. I'm trying to find another version. You know, I like to do the different versions. I like to read the different, like the different versions. I'm going to go to the message, see what it says in the message. I'm sorry. Oh, I found it. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay, ooh. share. Psalms 44. This is why I write in my Bible, see? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Psalms 44, 25. Hold okay, on. hold on for you. Good. Let me read. Let me read the message Bible version. Go ahead. 67. When the woman saw that the tree looked like good eating and realized what she would get out of it, she'd know everything. She took and ate the fruit and then gave some to her husband and he ate. 
immediately the two of them did see what's really going on, saw themselves naked. They sewed fig leaves together as makeshift clothes for themselves. But it still raises the question, was it immediately upon? I think it was, I, I honestly, based on the way it's written, I'm going to say that it's when he yeah. ate it. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it says and then yeah. it says then. Yeah. yeah, immediately the two of them did see. Didn't say that she on. ate her eyes open. Then when he ate his eyes open, it says yeah. after he ate, it says then both. Yeah, they both immediately saw what was going on. Mm -hmm. But where you got Psalms now? Where you going at? Okay, so I'm just doing reference to um, when I talked about the serpent. When he says, "On your belly you will go," mm -hmm. right? Psalms forty four twenty five talks about. Uh, for our soul has sunk down into the dust. Basically, that is the, the lowest place we can go. We was created from the dust and dust we shall return, right? And so that is like that question about the serpent actually walking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if he was already, if he was a snake, he, was, he would have been already on his belly. There was no need for God to say you will go, I will, put, I will curse you and put you on your belly. Right. That makes any sense. So that's why I wanted to reference that. All right, yeah. so where we? I'm sorry. Yeah, because I don't think um, I think he was um, on his belly to begin with. No, when he talked, but but the curse puts him on his belly. Yes. So that means he had to be standing upright because yes. how would be, why would he curse him with something he's already doing? That's not a curse. Right. I'm just living like I've been living. Right. Okay. So then he says, the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, curse you are more than all cattle. It says that more than every beast of the field on your belly, you will go and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head. Stop and pause. That's the prophecy of Jesus right there. Mm -hmm. That's the prophecy of Jesus. Okay, we all in agreement with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, he says to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain and childbirth, and pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, basically the result of sin, and he will rule over you, the man, the head of the house. Then Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, you should not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you in toil. You will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles, they shall grow from you and you shall eat plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow is his brow face. You will eat bread till you, um, till you return to the ground because, if, because from of it you were taken for, your, for you are dust and to dust you shall return. So now Adam has to work for his food as opposed to just walking in the garden of eating and just eating what he wants. Now he got to work, he got to till the soil. They've been, they've been you know, he, they've been, evicted you know in chapter four it shows where they've been evicted from the garden mm -hmm. he says then to adam he says because you have listened well man we did that part right okay this is the important part now the man called his wife's name e because she was the mother of all the living the lord god made garments of skin for adam and his wife and clothed them god had to create murder in order to clothe them because of their sin so he had to kill animals to get the skin to clothe Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. To kill what he created. Yep. 
Then the Lord God said, behold, man has become like one of us. Now, who is he? Who is us? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There you go. Knowing good and evil. Now, and he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he has, take, he has taken. Mm -hmm. So he drove the man out of the east of the garden, east of Eden. He stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the, the guard the guard the way to the tree of life. So he's got the sway, he got the he got the flaming, he got the flaming cherubim with the flames and the swords. Say, you're not you, there's no need to even come here. You, you've been kicked out. You've been evicted. So here is the separation because he didn't listen to the commandment that God told him even before his wife came, before he was created. Then they had a chance to confess. She blamed, He blames her and tells God, it's your fault because you gave me the woman you gave me. She mm -hmm. blames the serpent saying he deceived me. He beguiled me. He deceived me. Right mm -hmm. now. This is something that's a little controversial. And I, I got in trouble when I was teaching the Bible study one time for this, but I'm, I, I need to be honest about this. It says, now the man had relations with his wife, Eve. She conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man child with the help of the Lord. Again, she gave birth to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the flocks. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Was Cain and Abel twins? Because in between, it does not say he knew his wife. That's just a question. Oh, that is a good thought, but I always known it to be no. Okay, like so they were twins. Okay, but remember later on when she has Seth, it says, and in verse twenty-five says, and Adam had relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son. And named him Seth. That's Ooh. verse one. Verse one. But verse two, it does not say they had relations. But does it, say, does it say again and again with the other children? No. Exactly. I think it's just uh, the reason why it was again with Seth is that because it was after a tragedy. And after the living son was cast out of the, the garden was cast out, you know, into the world. So, but my question to you is, okay, hold on. See, what, 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 uh, what Prophetess is saying is that every time when it mentions of a birth, it proceeds with, and, you know, the, per, the man knew the woman and then they conceived. Right. But in this particular instance where it said, and, Adam knew Eve and she had any and she had Cain and then she had Abel but it does not say and he knew her again and conceived and had Abel but so she's were, questioning right. as whether or not they were born during the same but, time right uh, that's that's just that's just a question for thought you know how that is a thought-provoking question and that's right, I, right. I, I'm gonna ask you know what right. I'm gonna ask Kent yeah. And so when we get to 25, it says when, it, when, when Seth comes, he says Adam had relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son named him Seth. 
and Seth renew the Lord. Seth, we know Seth knew the Lord. So when we see them, it says, so it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel on his part also brought of the first, the first, one minute, hold on, the first leaves of his flock, flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel for his offerings, which is first fruits. But for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. And the Lord said to him, why are you angry? And why is your, has your countenance fallen? If you dwell not on, not your countenance be lifted up. If you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. So you're angry. So your anger is going to lead to sin. He said it's crouching at your door. It's right there. It's coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he says, Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about they were in the field, and Cain rose up against his brother and killed him, which is the first murder by man. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your Abel? Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, do I not know? I do not know. I'm not my brother. Am I my brother's keeper? He said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you, which means you're not going to be able to produce no food for yourself. And you will be a vagrant and a wanderer of the earth. King said to the Lord, my punishment is too great to bear. Behold, you have driven me this day from the face of the ground, and from your face I will be hidden, and I will be a vagrant and a wanderer of the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But then we look at this. He does that, but God protects him. Mm -hmm. He says, so the Lord said to therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance will be taken, uh, taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord appointed a sign for Cain so that no, no one finding him would slay him. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, of Jesus. Cain, Cain had relations with his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. And he built the city and called the name of the city Enoch after the name of his son. And then it goes into the history, right? Now, we, know, we talked about when we did the, um, the review and it says Lamech was the first one to be an adulterer who had many wives. That basically he was, like the man said, he was collecting wives. So Lamech has got the wives. He got these wives going on and he's there having all these babies. And so he says, and he talks about him killing he, he talked about how he killed a man, but it also says he didn't report that sin. He didn't, he didn't go to God with that sin. Mm -hmm. He said, well, if Cain is being avenged, why can't I be avenged? If Cain killed, killed his brother, then why can I be, be avenged 77-fold? He's he being greedy. He wants more than what, what Cain had that God gave him. He's asking for something, but he didn't even talk about his sin. And so when it says Adam had relations with his wife again, she gave birth to, to a son, named him Seth. For she said, God has appointed me another, appointed another offspring in place of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth to him who also was born, and he called his name Enosh. The men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. All right, chapter five. So we go into the book of the generation, descendants of Adam. 
the generation. I didn't play chapter five. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. See, I'm jumping the gun. All right. So when we look at when we look at God's word, that when we look at the fall, so when God gave the commandment to Adam, Mm -hmm. Eve came and she distorted the word to the serpent. He and then he said, wait a minute, did he say that? He told the truth and he, he told a lie and he told the truth. She embellished and said, oh, we can't even touch it. He said, do not eat of it. So she embellished. So now the word becomes distorted because she's adding on. And the enemy, he's like, oh, yeah, he's getting her going. And now he messes with her head because he's telling her the truth, telling her a lie, but telling her the truth. Say, well, if you eat of it, he knows you'll be like him. So that's that pride of life thing, right? Mm-hmm. So then we look at that basically that his word was denied. Because if you look at the serpent, he implied first that God is less than he is and that man is more than he is. Mm-hmm. Like, you eat that fruit, you're going to be just like him. So God is not all that. You could be just like him if you want to. Not true, right? Definitely. <laughs> But Eve's decision, her decision to eat the, the fruit was deliberate. She saw the fruit, right? So she saw the fruit. She lusted after the fruit. Mm-hmm. She plucked the fruit. She had the conversation with the enemy because the enemy, at this point, he knows she's going after the fruit. But he's like, okay, come on. You're almost there. You're almost there. And then when she takes it, she eats, and then she gives him one, and he eats. And then they become separated from God. They realize they're naked. So in the beginning, when I talked about relationship, our relationship with God is so important, and the enemy's job is to break that relationship. And we can see this just from reading the first couple of chapters in Genesis, how the enemy wants us not to be in right relationship with God, because the relationship was God to God's creation. It was God and man. God created the animals. He told Adam to name the animals. Then it was man and animal, right? So now he creates another human being, his wife, and it's human to human. But he blames her she blamed the enemy. Now there's a separation in that relationship because now they, they've been kicked out. Then God has to kill an animal to clothe them. They've been kicked out. Now they got to work. She never said it was my fault, took responsibility. She blamed the serpent. He blamed God for making her. Nobody ever repented and said, you know what? I was wrong. You did tell me not to eat of it. I, I was supposed to, yes, she gave it to me, but I didn't have to eat it, but I ate it anyway. Neither one of them took responsibility for their sin. And that's what happens today when you look at the eating of the fruit. It may seem very small, but it changed the course of history and it changed the relationship between God and man, even though God still loves us. And in his and in the beginning, the tree of life, he always knew we, we that if we knew him and we were in right relationship, we would have eternal life, even though Jesus hadn't hit the earth yet. He knew that because he set that up, right? 
So now we have, moving up to 2022, we have jacked up the earth. We were supposed to be put in charge of the earth and have rule over it and to take care of it. Even when we had to go work and till the soil, we were supposed to still take care of it. Now we got global warming, we got fires we can't control, the weather's off the chain, we got all this stuff going on. We have ruined what God created. And for some reason, in our mindful eyes, we think that we're like him, that we're out of control. Because if you ever talk to anybody who um, does the weather, people are like, well, why can't you fix the weather? And, and the weather person never says, I can't do anything about it. They might say Mother Nature. No one ever says God. Never, ever, you know, that he that he's in charge of all this. But because of the things we have done, we have thrown the Earth off course. We have animals that are extinct. We have all these things going on that we have destroyed the Earth, and we keep building and building and building. The poor deer don't have nowhere to go, and people wonder why in that new expensive neighborhood there's deer. Well, the deer used to live where you live. <laughs> Oh, took the deer's house. So with all that being said, that the relationships, and what I'm saying is relationships are so important with God and how it relates, how man, his creation relates to him. And that even from the beginning, we couldn't even deal with the one commandment, the one. It was only one. And he put the trees in the middle of the garden. You have a choice, but don't eat it because you'll die. We could not handle one commandment. So God forbid the Ten Commandments because we know that Moses had to, the Israelites lost their mind when Moses was gone for 40 days. When he was up there talking to God and God was writing the commandments And just that fast, out of being delivered out of Egypt, just that quick, they forgot about their relationship with God and how he saved them, that he was their deliverer. Then they started worshiping idols right there at the, uh, the foot of Mount Sinai. So that's all I got for the day for three and four. Um, next week, we'll do five and six. In reference to that, any questions, comments, feedback, how we doing, how we are we enjoying the lessons so far, or what what could I do different? These are good. It's you're doing a, a wonderful job. I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah, tonight's lesson. Well. You know, it's like, you know, it, it I like how certain things you brought out that we just kind of read over. But if you stopped and like really, really read, you'll see different words and phrases and things like, you know, in the King James Version, you know, I, I ministered about the word the term new, when you know someone, when they knew them, you know, that signifies intimacy or pretty much them coming together and, you know, consummating. And um, that is something that, you know, that God had, you know, showed me a while back about certain words when you see it in text and what it means to know someone. Um, and I like how, you know, 
with this lesson, we saw that um, even in the, in the situation with Cain and Abel. So now that's something that's thought provoking that makes you want to go now and go look down and do your history, do some homework, do some research on your own as to whether or not they were actually twins or does anywhere in, in the theologian community, has anyone ever made that reference or, or tried to say that that was something that was, that was a, a, a fact. So, um, and, that's, and that's very interesting, you know, very, very interesting. Um, so uh, I, I enjoyed the lesson on tonight. It was great. Anyone else have a comment? Yeah, and to piggyback off the that Cain and Abel possibly being twins, maybe think about Jacob and Esau. <laughs> exactly. Yep. There you go. Look at <laughs> it made me think about mm -hmm. it made me think about Jacob and Esau and how Jacob and Esau pretty much had a Cain and Abel relationship. And so, however, Esau didn't kill Jacob. You know, God God grace Jacob and changed his name and he was a trickster supplanter and all of that but he changed it and and became israel and from his loin the 12, 12 tribes of israel and the whole lineage and everything but can you imagine if esau killed jacob <laughs> oh that's interesting i like i i yeah I, i'm wondering if any theologian made that reference about cain and abel um being twin because that would make um, sense yeah, um, let me see. I put a um link in the chat. Um, here we go. Answers in Genesis. Yes. So it says the tradition names the seven of Cain as his twin, Cain and his twins. We call Cain and Abel twin. Of course, Adam and Eva found it just refers to the seven people, blah, 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 blah. Uh, your screen froze, by the way, but we can hear you. My screen froze? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So in answers in Genesis, I sent um, the link. Um, when I was in school, um, I took a class called Answers in Genesis, and we studied Genesis chapter 1 through 11, like the way I was reading it to us. That's where all the notes and stuff come from. But um, these two guys, um, they have a book called Answers in Genesis, but in here it talks about the age of the earth and the Darwin effect of how people try to say, well, you know, the earth is billions and billions and billions of years old. Well, then how is that the case? Because if we're in 2022 and Jesus, it says, you know, 20, 22 years ago, he was hung on the cross, but how could the earth be so old if God created it? It's not billions and billions of years not and so basically it's the apologetics on how to explain creation um the link it goes into you can go into like what does creation why does it matter days of creation death before sin um bible genealogy it goes into um you know all the animals it goes into the apologetics adam and eve bible contradictions bible timeline hermeneutics word of god it goes on and on and on it talks about the noah and the flood and all that and the tower of babel but that class was so <laughs> it was so interesting but it was so deep and it made me really see it made, it made me take a look at it in a different way it made me see the book of genesis in a different way because like you said we can read over stuff and miss stuff 
Um, mm -hmm. But how we can how can we explain? Because what we're supposed to be able to do is defend what we believe, just like a Jehovah Witness can, right? right? And, and, a, and a Muslim can. We should be able to, without stutter and without apologizing for what we believe, we should be able to defend what we believe. Amen. And, and that's the whole purpose of studying and all that. But I just wanted to put that in there because I know John, Pastor John likes to look and, and investigate and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. But it's just a lot of... Um, <laughs> a lot of worldview stuff in there and then the, you know of course um about evolution and all that but it does explain and it, you know it's basically the whole basis of the earth is you're looking at genesis chapter 1 all the way through 11 and that's where that study comes from so but that being said i'm getting hoarse oh i'm sweating but i thank y'all and like i said i'll you know in june i'm going to need y'all help like i said between the move graduation and being ahead of this project. I don't know how I got nominated for this. Um, I don't know where this, where that came from because that's a big, 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 big deal. Yeah, it um, is. Yes, it is. And to, and to, and to lead with, um, to review 5,000 cases. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I had I finally had a half a day. Well, not a half a day. I did have off Sunday, and Wonderful. then six thirty. Then six thirty, they texted us, and we had to log on at six thirty on Easter. I was like, oh my god! But I only worked like two hours. But of course, the next day I had to end up working fourteen. So, oh, um, yeah. Well, you know, the volume is uh, today. Like today, we had thirteen thousand cases come in today, just for today. So, but I told myself I got to teach tonight. I got to go. <laughs> I, said, I can't. I'll up, do the other ones in the morning, but I cannot stay tonight. So I'm trying to be more, um, I'm trying to speak up for myself and be, you know, I, I, you know, I give a lot and we work a lot, but understanding that my time off the clock is important. My study is important because um, my study can't lack because of, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, that can't happen um, because yeah. between this, the Torah, the Torah homework, my God, um, that's a whole other beast. Because now we're writing in Hebrew, and, and yeah, and reading and all that. So, but um, you know, God is good. God is faithful. So um, y'all keep me in prayer, like I keep y'all in prayer. And um, I'm gonna need Joya to do a virtual massage or something. We gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> the girl needs some. Listen, between my neck, my back, I got my pillows. Look. I, I gotta make time and I just it's just it's just everything is just moving and trying to get this girl graduating you know the end of school and just all that's going on and packing this big old house I mean it's four stories in here mm -hmm. so we're like um, and then my whole bible library behind me and that goes three rows deep so I yeah but anyway I might be sending y'all some books because um I I really love reading books. I love books. Yeah, I have. Um, I, well, I had inherited uh, pastor's uh, library. Um, one of my um, one of my moms in the ministry. Her husband was a pastor. I mean, my mom in the ministry. She was a mom when I used to go to AA meetings, and her husband was a pastor. He passed away, and mm. she asked me to come over and help her. You know, just organize whatever. And, and when I walked into his office, I was like this. <laughs> she was like you want them books I was like um girl take the books <laughs> she, 
Oh wow! So she gave me all his books, and so some of his books are like from the fifties. Wow! Some, and he's got commentary to like each book of the Bible, and they're in paperback form, and it's it's just amazing. Um, so yeah, I might be sending y'all some gifts no, with we'll that because I, I I it's too much. I got too much, mm -hmm. and I keep buying books, and that's not. And if I buy one more Bible, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. thank God, thank God for uh for for the um for the um the gadget so we could have some of it you know on the virtual whatever so but i thank y'all so much did we stop the recording already um um no i didn't so. yeah so yeah but next week we'll be in chapters five and chapter six read those for your understanding and we will go through and i thank you for for engaging and stuff that made it a lot easier for me because i was sweating bullets i was like oh lord because you know every time i i teach i sweat i get nervous <laughs> y'all make y'all make me nervous oh you know? i'm sorry but it was good it was really good yeah because y'all the pastors and everything you know so you know it's all right you're doing very well you're doing very and no i was not teaching like kent i i just no that, i was that saying man, that man is a walking Oh, no, what, what I was Bible. saying was what you were what you were sharing was something oh. that he had shared the same oh, okay. thing, and I was trying to tell you, you know, it's oh. pretty much the same spirit. You know what I'm oh. saying? Oh. It is the same thing. It was like gotcha. confirming what he was teaching, and I was like, oh. that's wow. what I meant by that. Okay, because I was like, hey, that man is whew, that's a walking Bible. Yes, yeah, right. he is. Yes, he is. Well, Pastor John. Um, Anyone else have anything they want to say? If not, Pastor John, can you dismiss us on tonight? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this lesson on tonight. And God, I pray, God, that you just rewind this word in our minds and in our hearts, God, and, and give us that, that unction to seek out answers to these little questions that we may have brought up and to give us just revelation knowledge over every single piece, God. And as we continue on into the chapters, God, just continue to speak to us and to open up things, God. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you continue to use the teacher, God, that you keep her, uh, keep her in health, in, in wealth, in every aspect in her life, God, give her some rest, give her peace, God, in the name of Jesus. And God, we just pray, God, that you continue the glory out of all of our lives. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I put some fun facts in the chat. Okay. Before we um, close out, Royal, did you have anything you want to say? She's probably driving with the kids because I know she just picked up um, her son. But Royal, do you have anything you want to comment before we close out? Ooh, just driving. <laughs> oh, okay. Bless your heart. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, I just want you to yeah, say hi. So. Hi, hi everybody. Yeah, no, I don't have anything to say. I'm, I'm driving. I'm about to hit downtown Atlanta. Oh, okay. so be careful. Be yep. careful. We are. I'm, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> All right. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. 
May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.